0: Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 290. You've never felt this before. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi there. Welcome back to Changeable. I was... At an event um, a few months ago, and it was it was like a small group kind of setting um, where there was a leader kind of facilitating and in the group um, someone was talking about this this stuff that he was facing that he was feeling, and he was talking about it um, as we do in terms of like. This is back, and this is what happens. When these feelings come up, um, this is how it goes. When this pattern of mind comes up, this is how it goes. Uh, I feel this, I feel that. My mind says this, my mind says that. So he was just describing this kind of recurring pattern. And it was really painful, and it was really scary for him. And you could tell that there was a lot of resistance and a lot of... um, wanting to figure this out and fix this pattern and change it somehow. And it it was interesting because as he's talking, it's kind of like looking around the room, everyone's sort of just nodding like, oh yeah, that's that would suck. I know what that feels like. I hate when my stuff comes back, that kind of thing. And the facilitator in this group was just listening, just quietly listening while this man kind of shared his recurring experience. And then when the man was finished, the facilitator just looked, I don't know, just completely calm and confident in in saying and looking at him and saying, "I, I get what you're saying, but this feeling, you've never felt this feeling before. Like what he was describing, the man was describing it a hundred percent. The whole description of this was in, this is how it goes for me. And the facilitator really clearly, I'm not doing it justice, really clearly said, okay, but you've never felt this. You're telling me you feel this all the time and here's what happens. But really look at this, the feeling you're feeling You've never felt that feeling before. And it was so clear, and I've talked about this many times, but I just love that, that story, that kind of, because of course, right? Everything, it feels like it's our stuff. And on some level, it is. On some level, there is stuff that arises that feels very habitual and very familiar and very old. And that stuff feels different than something that was just showing up brand new. That's the problem, right? The problem isn't even in right here, this moment. The problem is always in the fact that this always comes and therefore it will, will maybe always come into the future. Like that's the suffering right there. There's, no, there's little to absolutely zero suffering in just simply what is here right now. And just check that out for yourself. Any moment of any sensation, any feeling, even any thought, if, if we're just in that thought, there's just little to no suffering in that. I would say no suffering, but look and see. Maybe you'll find some. Maybe you won't. The suffering comes in in the story that's wrapped around it, about it's familiar, and I know this, and I'm always stuck in this, and I will probably always be stuck in this unless I can think about it hard enough to figure it out. So that is our experience, the familiar, the pattern matching function of the mind, the way that it's hard to argue with that at times, you know, the way that things do feel like, no, I know this, this is so familiar. Yet, it's really huge to just kind of look at that even and consider like, what if the sense of familiarity is also just brand new thought arising in this moment? because how how would it even be that something some unique combination of sensations and energy fluctuation and thought consciousness configurations like how how would it be that something that you felt in some other point in time which is does doesn't exist at all anymore except as a memory in real time, if it's even there as a memory in real time, which is not the feeling you felt, it's a memory. So, so it's essentially gone and done and over with completely. Even the representation of it that might show up right now as this current memory of it is not what it was. It's not the, you're not, it's not the feeling. It's a memory. It's a, it's a fuzzy representation of that kind of points back to something that's, gone it's it doesn't exist it is completely non-existent yet we have this really really strong sense that it's back it's here right now i know this i felt it and so we don't have to talk ourselves out of that if it feels familiar it feels familiar but what if just that sense of familiarity that sense of it's back i know this is also just like the the texture and the scent of, of experience right here, right now. It doesn't mean it's actually back. There is no repeat. It's not a repeat. It's not a recycled experience. It's a brand new, fresh experience. And part of that brand new, fresh experience is the sense of having felt this before. And really, again, if we really look, not just having, who cares if we felt it before? What that implies and where we get tangled up in that is what it means about us, what it means about our past and our future and what it requires of us. There's some, some degree of needing to stop this or figure it out. And all of that, as all of everything is, is absolutely like just born here. It's, it's not born and stored somewhere. It's born right here. It's fresh in the moment. It's brand new. So like many things, I think it takes this bit of um, kind of being able to feel, you know, or I don't know, like this openness, I guess, to kind of um, what I talk about as the and a lot. Like, Like, it really feels that way, really feels familiar, really feels like this always happens to me or I always end up here. And... I can kind of, kind of feel into how this must be fresh because it. Where did it live between then and now? <laughs> like, where was it? How how could it be that this is truly a recycled experience that is exactly what was felt in some other time and place? And, and again, it, who knows? Maybe maybe it works that way, but how would we know? We at least have to say we don't know. We we can't know that. The mind is telling us this is what it is. You know this, but we we can't know, we can't prove either way that this experience was or wasn't here in some other time and place. Like it's just not, doesn't seem knowable. So at the very least, we can we can kind of just lean into this expansiveness where it's like, man, it feels like that. It really seems this way. And I don't know. And all I know is this. All I know is right here, right now, This is what's here and in the next instant, not even instant, this is gone and replaced with something else. It's this flow, constant flow that is not chopped up and separated even by whatever an instant is or whatever a moment is. It is always moving and changing. It is so ungraspable in its fluidity. Like, it just could not possibly be nailed down and compared in any real way. But it sure will be in an in an abstract way. Like the mind will abstract in that way. And again, I think the, the point of this is like, well, I don't know, but I don't know what the point is. But a reason for me anyway to look at this is to get really curious about, how does it go how does it go when we think that this is back like what i'm feeling is back my issues back this always happens to me that kind of experience which is which is fine versus an experience of freshness which is also fine it's not that one of those experiences is better than the other but if you're curious about what's going on here and you're curious about the nature of experience you're going to find and feel a pretty big difference in those two. You know, every bit of stuckness is based on a lot of assumption that we felt this before, that things aren't moving. And when we back up and expand out a little bit, that just cannot be the case. It is not the case. It, it is an experience. We have this experience of stuckness that is a seems to be a, a thought-created experience thought puts it in a bucket and pattern matches it close enough to some memory of something else. And then we feel stuck and like life never moves. And we can back up and see in that exact same breath, like it's all moving and changing. We couldn't hold it down if we tried. And again, that that suffering, the resistance, this sense which... Again, I don't want, I don't know, I don't want talking to anyone out of suffering. This isn't even, to, honestly, to me anyway, it's not about not suffering. If suffering's there, just feel suffering, investigate suffering, that's fine. But it's just interesting. It's interesting to see that it's only in that abstraction that suffering seems to happen. And that without the abstraction and the not knowing, in that this is brand new. I don't know. I don't know this experience. I have not ever felt this before. I have not ever felt this before. I have not ever felt this before. Like we could go through life saying that constantly because we haven't. In that I don't know. I have never felt this before. This is unknowable to me. How could there be suffering well, What would the suffering be? There's no argument for it. there's no argument against it. There would be no pushing. It's new. Why would you push like the, it it's just it's just as what it is and and when it is what we think it is, what we already know well there's it just invites in all kinds of pushing, all kinds of suffering. So you can feel this in the sensory experience and you can feel it you can feel it physically, you can feel it in what the mind calls the body in my body. You can feel that. You can notice the newness in sounds and sights and smells and all sensory information. You can notice it in thought. I always think this. These thoughts always show up for me. Do they really in the same way? Like pull them closer and look. That's what the abstraction says for efficiency's sake. For, for a sense of knowing and familiarity and supposedly safety, that's what the mind will abstract. Oh, I always think this. These thoughts are always here. Well, really look. And it's safe to really look. Like if you really look, you, you just look and see. The abstraction is what hurts. The, the sense of I already know this is what hurts. But any thought, even a, even a thought with content that's full of suffering even the thought of I'm a horrible person and I don't deserve this and like what whatever your most painful, shameful thought is, whatever the content is, if you're looking at that thought and, and you're not so, there's not this identification with it, there's this curiosity about it, you can look at that and check it out. It's only when this stuff is is so identified with that it feels so, familiar and true. We've talked about this with regard to um, uncertainty and fearing the future and people saying, um, this came from a comment that Amanda made in one of our little school, big change calls, I don't know, a couple years ago now. Um, and I've written about it and I know she's talked about it. it. Like people saying like, I'm so anxious about uncertainty. I need to know what's coming. The uncertainty is killing me. And, uh, and really looking at that and saying, "How can uncertainty? How can not knowing be like? Like, where's the suffering and suffering in not knowing? I don't know. Is wide open, expansive? There's nothing being clinged to. There's there's no stakes in the ground. Where is the suffering? And you know, we're just." Don't, you don't have to answer this question as if you could, but it's just interesting to look at that. Like, where's the suffering in nothing, essentially? Where's the suffering in not knowing, in just open freedom, you might call it? Where's the suffering in that? And and if you really look, what's often happening when someone is saying, like, I'm so afraid of the future, and I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen, and it's all so uncertain, it's not the uncertainty that that is freaking them out. It's how the mind is trying to fill that, that in. The mind is trying to put something in that nothingness and whatever that something is, is freaking them out. So it wasn't like during COVID when everybody's plans blew up and we were all just sitting around the house for months. It wasn't that we didn't know what was gonna happen. It was when the mind jumped ahead and said, oh my God, what if this lasts forever? What if this happens? What if that happens? That, that was the suffering. It was in what we thought we knew. It was in the filling of the blank, not the blank. We're suffering in a blank. It's when the mind fills the blank that that we feel that. I'm reading this book, and I don't want to say too much about it yet because I'm not very far into it. Um, But it's called The Mind is Flat, I think, Um, written by a a researcher um, in the UK. And essentially... Kind of the premise of this, like what all of his research is pointing to is that, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying this with full accuracy, but my sense of it so far is it's like, um, he's really pointing to the fact that this stuff arises, thought, feeling, experience arises, and it isn't, it doesn't have these deep roots. It isn't coming from some deep buried place so much as it's just created and experienced on the fly. So it's so much about this and I really need to finish the book and then I'm sure I'll talk more about it. But it's like my daughter always says, it's just not that deep. It's not that deep, mom. It's not that deep. Everything's not that deep. And that's, that's what he's saying about our experience. The mind is flat. Like, it's just not that deep. It's not that we get triggered and it brings up all of this old buried stuff that's had all this pressure around it. It feels that way. And, for sure, you can get triggered today and have some kind of vague memory of feeling a feeling like that when you were five. And that leaves us with this impression that this stuff is in in here somewhere, wherever here is, that it that it like exists and has this life of its own and it's just getting pushed on and then brought to life. But what his research is really showing is that it really isn't that way. It's not that deep. The mind is flat. Stuff shows up, but it's again, not a great way to say it. He would probably cringe if he heard me describing it, but it's like, it's just, it's just what's here now. It's just on the surface. It's just these very surface level, uh, temporary little blips of experience. And in that can be this big sense of, wow, this is me and it's deep and identity is in there and familiarity and all of the things, but, but that in a, cognitive kind of way, a neurocognitive kind of way, it's not It's not touching on something that has these deep roots, that has any real identity to it. It's just created in the moment. And even if I don't finish the book, I think just that for me, <laughs> that just feels so right. And not to make it right or wrong and to say that that's how it is, but that just makes sense. There's just something about that that makes sense and feels really light it kind of just feels like it's reflective of how, how this stuff just shows up and moves, shows up and moves. And part of that showing up sometimes are these stories and beliefs that this is mine. And I know this, and I've felt this many times before. So probably the most practical way that I see this Happening like like this sense of I'm I'm back it's back this always happens um, is with people who are afraid of feeling something that they're that they remember having felt before often like like serious anxiety what was for them very serious bout of anxiety or depression really depression is a big one I mean I think most people I talk with. Who have gone through a really, really dark depression, a, a long period of depression at some point, would admit that they're scared to death of that happening again and that there's a a hypervigilance to that happening again. And that's so understandable. And I'm sure that tends to kind of fade in time. And I know for myself too, when I was coming out of anxiety and, you know, there was a real like looking over my shoulder for a long time until the until that just faded away. So I think that's so understandable, but this conversation we're having is is really huge to see in that regard, you know, like what if what if you're never going to feel the exact same thing again? What if it's not even possible? What if every single feeling is if we could even find there is no such thing as a feeling, right? Like life is feeling. It's all a flow of feeling. There is no like single feeling anyway. How would you define that? Where does it start and end? It's, it's impossible. But, but the, even the flow, even the way that this seamless flow of, of life seems to go, it may come up with a sense of familiarity around it and a story about identity and what it means about you. It will. It will come up with that, I'm sure. But that doesn't mean it is that. That doesn't mean we can go backward. It's impossible. It doesn't mean that something from the past can revisit. It's impossible or it sure seems impossible to me at the very least. Again, we have to say, I don't know. I don't see how that could be. And and at least don't at least be in the not knowing of it rather than the certainty that it's real and it happens and it could happen to you. So, you know, when someone's feeling really hypervigilant and afraid of, their anxiety coming back or their depression coming back it's really tough because they're they're human and they're going to feel stuff and they're going to have moods and they're going to have thoughts and the mind is likely going to come in and say oh I remember the last time I had this thought or oh I wonder how bad this mood's going to get and we have to just see that as a conversation like that is just thought happening in the moment it, it is not pointing to anything. It doesn't even make sense when we really look at it. But as an abstraction, as, as just the way the mind talks, it, it feels so real. When everything is brand new and we've never felt anything, we've never felt this before, we've never seen or heard or smelled or tasted or touched this before or thought this exact narrative before when it's all brand new just lean into that and see see what that's like for you see what that feels like what if what if that were true takes a lot of fear out of the equation there's a lot of um, openness and willingness I think to just let things be exactly as they are. Would you like to be part of a supportive, loving community of like-minded people exploring the big questions in life? Would you like a place you can turn for personal support on anything you're struggling with at any time and get support from several certified change coaches? For the first time ever, my incredible Little School of Big Change community is now open to anyone, even if you haven't been through the six-week Little School of Big Change course. It's a place to see how things like anxiety, doubt, habits, and insecurities are actually incredible gifts. They're here to wake you up. To join us in this community, please go to dramejohnson.com/slash the community.